2: I think if there's one skill or to master in the 21st century, for all of us who want to catch up, keep up and also get ahead, it's our ability to learn faster. Because Mm -hmm. if you had that one skill, you could apply it towards marketing, you could apply it towards management, you could apply that towards Mandarin, music, martial arts, everything in your life gets easier because the faster you can learn, the faster you get to earn.
0: We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the show. I loved being able to sit down with my next guest. He is somebody who we've actually gotten to spend quite a bit of time with. Uh, We got to spend time with him in a mastermind a while back. He also does a lot of things with Pencils of Promise. So we've gotten to see him at different galas and got to sit with him and just have the most amazing conversations. Visited his stunning New York home with an incredible view. You guys, my guest today is Jim Quick. Yes, that's his real name. He is the widely recognized world expert in memory improvement, brain optimization, and accelerated learning. After a childhood brain injury left him learning challenged, he realized and created strategies to dramatically enhance his mental performance. He's dedicated his life to helping others unleash their true genius and brain power. He is the host of the top education training podcast, Quick Brain, which you guys tune into that if you just want doses of some quick knowledge. And he's the author of the upcoming book, Limitless, Upgrade Your Brain, Learn Anything Faster, Unlock Your Exceptional Life. And his mission is no brain left behind. So the thing about Jim is that I used to tell myself stories about not having a good memory, not feeling like I'm somebody who's even able to retain knowledge. And he just busted all of those myths for me. I've actually gone to one of his two-day workshops where it completely blew me away by what we are capable of when we learn about how our brain works and the motivations behind remembering things, behind learning things. So you guys, this podcast is incredible. His book is even more incredible. If you can ever hear him speak, you have to to go. um, Because what I was capable of doing after he taught us a few different methods, I was completely shocked at what I was able to remember and recall. So you guys, this is perfect for anyone who speaks, anyone who wants to remember names, anyone who really wants to get the most out of your brain. I think that's pretty much all of us. So let's jump into the podcast. Jim, I'm so excited to finally have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on.
3: Laura, I've
2: been looking for this for so long. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening. And I'm very excited about this.
0: So, I got the huge, like, powerful experience of being able to number one, uh, know you personally, but also have been to your event. And I've gotten to spend some time with you at Lewis House Mastermind, where I got to. Learn even more from you, and here's the deal, Jim. That is so huge, and here's why. Like normally, if I would like potentially see you online before I met you, I'd be like, "Oh my god, he's saying that that I can learn all these brain hacks, and that you can learn quickly, and you know you have so many great just tricks for productivity and um, memorization." I literally would have wrote you off because I'm the person who believes that I. Can't remember names that I have a te- my mantra in my life, which is now changed. It has always been, I have a terrible memory. Like Chris and I, Chris, my husband, has always said, like him and I both, like together, we're that couple that will go to a party and someone will be walking up that we know, and I'm like, what's their name? Oh shit! You, what's their name? Tell me the name. <laughs> 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 and we're like mad at each other because we can't remember. So, getting to do some of your stuff, I mm-hmm. literally within, I think we did like a maybe a 10 or 15 minute exercise together. Yeah. I could not believe that even three weeks later, we did some memorization stuff. I could still remember what you had taught me. And really quick, I'm going to let you talk, but I want to tell you a story that you yes. totally cha- like. So, soon after that, my dad had, after I got to experience your teachings, my dad had had a stroke. And He did not like his brain, his memory was so he was so upset because he didn't feel like himself. And so, every day for a week after it had happened, like once he started to, you know, it, it was probably two or three weeks after I started to do what you had taught me with the memorization on your body, just placement. And we did that for probably an hour a day for a good week. And it was like it helped him see that he'd be able to remember again. And it was also oh, a way to respond. Uh, it was a really beautiful thing. So I just wanted to tell you that you made a huge impact like on myself and my family. So welcome. Welcome to the show.
2: <laughs> Sorry, that that it's memory, memory is so much. It's so it's mm-hmm. so valued. It's not just memorizing facts and figures in foreign languages. That's so, so very useful, but it's remembering memory our life that if our life is worth living, it's worth remembering. It's remembering our loved mm. ones. You know very well because those people we live for. It's remembering our lessons. It's memory is is it's, it's what makes us human, and yeah. um, that's what I'm so excited about about this. When people see me at events and I do these memory demonstrations, they, you know, later on, they find out that I had a brain injury and I put in special classes, learning difficulties, memory issues, processing issues. You know, my grandmother passed of Alzheimer's, which was a,
3: Mm.
2: was really hard when I was going through that, you know, those personal challenges. So to see someone lose their memory over time and call you by the wrong name, or or repeat Mm. themselves after they've said something 30 seconds ago, it's, it memory, memory creates meaning for us. So um, that's why I'm, I'm so excited about having this conversation with you and everybody else. Wow, that's
0: really interesting. Number one, I love your story that you share because it really does make it feel more attainable. Not that it wouldn't, not that all of your amazing things wouldn't work if you didn't have the backstory of, you know, having a brain injury and having your own problems with sharing, which I know I've gotten to hear that really in depth. Um, But it's so powerful for how you walk people through some different uh, exercises. And I know your book now, which is freaking amazing. Congratulations. Um, is so powerful for people because it's very tangible things. So just tell me about, um, I just want to know a little bit about just the mission, like why, why I knew that you had just talked about, like, you know, making sure that we remember these moments in our life, which is so vital, but is this going to, what is this going to help us do?
2: Sure. Coming on the other side of this, the book is called limitless and it's Mm -hmm. not about it's not about having a perfect life. It's not about being perfect. It's about advancing beyond what you believe is currently possible. And there's some area of our life we feel like we're stuck in a box like financially or in our career. We're not making progress. Maybe we feel like we're being held back in our in our relationship or maybe it's our, our, our learning or potentially our health and wellness. There's some area where we feel held back. So limitless is really inside of it Um, at the heart of it is a model I call the limitless model Mm. that is a framework for not only learning anything faster, it's a framework for unlocking human potential and human achievement. Mm. That if you feel trapped in some area of our life, there are three forces that keep us in that box. If a box or a cage you feel like has three dimensions, there are these three dimensions that hold us there. And The reason why I'm so passionate about it and I made it my life's mission and purpose is because I grew up with these limits. You know, my, my parents, they, they he immigrated here. My dad was 13 years old. He had lost both of his parents um, at a very early age in their thirties. They couldn't afford, uh, the family there couldn't afford to feed him. He moved to the States to live with his aunt, um, leaving behind two siblings, uh, didn't speak the language. Uh, you know, my, my, we lived in the back of a, a laundry bat that my mother worked mm. in. And they had many jobs. That's why my great aunt or who I only knew as a grandmother took care of me. Um, but when I had these challenges in school after my traumatic brain injury, uh, I was put in special classes. Um, it, yeah, I remember at the age of nine, a teacher, I think was coming from a good intent, but I was slowing the class down because mm-hmm. she would have to keep on repeating things. And I don't know an area where we feel like we're just not like everybody else or not. Oh, yeah. Like quite capable <laughs> as everybody. Yeah. And I was getting teased, uh, mm. you know, and bullied by the, you know, holding, for holding the class back. And my teacher, you know, told everyone in front of the whole class, you know, that's the boy with the broken brain. Mm. And I don't think it was coming from a mean place. I think she was trying to defend me and saying, I have this, you know, handicap, if you will. Um, and so that was my label, and that label became my limit. And I know, can I can imagine someone listening to this right now feels like. You know, They had a label growing up mm-hmm. that held them back about some area of their life. It doesn't have to be around their intelligence. It could be just around anything that people maybe feel like they're not enough in some area. And that self-talk, it becomes very, you know, self-talk you're talking about, about not being good at names or, or, or not being smart enough or I'm getting too old or whatever it is. Mm. You know, I always tell people your, your brain is like a supercomputer and your self-talk is the program it will run. So, if you tell yourself you're not good at remembering names, you won't remember the name of the next person you meet because you <laughs> program your supercomputer not to. And, um, you know, in today's world, I know you have a lot of. Uh, your listeners, they are wanting to be an entrepreneur or they are an established entrepreneur and they want to go to another level, but they Mm -hmm. feel like they're struggling. There's just too much information, too little Mm -hmm. time. They can't keep up. They're distracted. They can't focus and concentrate and get things done. They feel like they're losing their memory. I believe that I forgot are some of the two most costly words in business and sometimes in life. I forgot to do it. I forgot to bring it. I forgot the meeting. I forgot that conversation. I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot that name. It just goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And the people, you know, this conversation I'm excited that we're having is about upgrading the most important technology where most people are upgrading their phones or their apps, but they're not upgrading the most important tool, which is their mind.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And when you upgrade your mind, it just works faster. It has better focus. You know, you can think clearer, you can make better decisions and, and, but your brain doesn't come with an owner's manual and it's not user-friendly. So, so I wrote the book to be a user's manual for the greatest wealth building asset you have, which is is our brain.
0: I love this so much because it's so true. Nothing comes with an owner's manual. And the things that we should be talking about in school don't at all. Relationships, no money, no how to remember things that are very important. No, because I can tell you the reason why we would not have people working for us or the reason why people get fired is because they drop the ball or they forget. It's not because they're bad people. It's because they haven't, they don't understand how to like remember and organize their brain and what that would look like to like find processes that work well for them. And I think that these are like some beautiful processes that you share. And I would love for you to talk about because, so let's, let's start from the beginning because if we are telling ourselves these things on loop, like I can't remember X, Y, and Z, or I'm I'm never going to be good at that. I'm not smart enough. My God, these are all of mine. Um, It's what's the first motivation to changing that affirmation um, you know how can we start to remember to tell ourselves something different?
2: Yeah, and this is so topical right now because the world, what's going on in the world right now? Right. Everything is being disrupted. How we how we work, how we live, how we communicate, how we how we learn with so many mm-hmm. schools and you know people learning from home. So everything changes. Um, it's talking about memory, and we're talking about like. Socrates said, "Learning is remembering." I challenge anybody who's listening to this to do anything without using and utilizing their memory, right? I, you know, using your memory, memory can actually make you money, also as well. When you can remember names, client information, product information, uh, marketing tactics, uh, when you can give a speech on stage or on video from from memory, it, you're you're an expert, right? You would be a leader in your field. It gives you an incredible advantage, but. Here's the thing, there's no such thing as a good or bad memory. There's just a trained memory and an untrained memory.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's a new belief that it's not a matter of you know, memory is not something you have, it's something you do. We mm-hmm. put ourselves in trance sometimes with this language saying, I don't have focus, I don't have motivation, I don't have a I don't have memory memory, I don't have creativity to write today or make videos. Mm-hmm. These aren't things you have. These are these are processes. And when you take it from a noun and turn it into a verb, then all of a sudden you have, you have a recipe for learning uh, anything faster. And I think if there's one skill or to master in the 21st century, for all of us who want to catch up, keep up and also get ahead, it's our ability to learn faster. Because mm-hmm. if you had that one skill, you could apply it towards marketing. You could apply it towards management. You could apply that towards Mandarin, music, martial arts. Everything in your life gets easier because the faster you can learn, the faster you get to earn. And and they're simple, fun, easy, proven things that people could do to remember names, to give a speech without notes, to have focus and clarity and make better decisions. It's just, as you said, some of these essential skills weren't taught back back in school. And Mm -hmm. so school will teach you what to learn and what to think, what to remember, what to focus on, but not how to learn or how to Mm -hmm. think or or how to focus or, or, Mm -hmm. or how to remember things.
0: Yeah, that's, it's just crazy to me because that's when you start to feel it's when things are coming at you, but you don't know how to absorb them. That's like, it's just the perfect recipe for feeling terrible about yourself. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and, and there's a huge there's a huge health consequence too. When you feel like you're drowning in information, you yes. call it information anxiety, higher blood pressure, compressional leisure time, more sleeplessness. It's like you're taking a try and take a sip of water out of a fire hose. Mm. You, have to, you have to learn and retool, especially in the world, you know, how fast it's changing, how industries are disappearing overnight and you have to learn, you know, new things and the faster you could learn it and think and apply that information that that's really how we're valuable, because a lot of jobs, as you know, are going to automation, they're going to artificial mm-hmm. intelligence, and what makes human beings valuable, you know, it's it's not our muscle power, it's our mind power, it's not our brute strength, mm-hmm. it's really our brain strength. And um, mm-hmm. and be able to take these ideas and execute on them. They're, they're very specific processes that need to be in place to, mm-hmm. to optimize that.
0: So let's talk about right now, because What's going on with everybody staying home with coronavirus um, for whenever you're listening to this? Hopefully we're now moved on or in the in you know a much better time if you're hearing this a lot later. But for right now, which this can be applied to later on as well, what so kind of like we were talking about with the this, overload of information, because I know that, you know, everybody is also trying to help people during this time. So
3: there's courses
0: and there's, you know, there's, there's books and there's things that we could be watching. And some people are taking the route of just totally, they are feeling paralyzed by just overload. So they just stop everything. Other people are like in overconsumption and it's just like nothing, the needle's not moving. So can you help me with what is the first thing you should even focus on, and how do we focus when we've never even been home yeah. potentially?
2: You know what? You know the metaphor that comes to mind when we're having this conversation is that of a of a butterfly and a cocoon. Mm. You know, I think a lot of people we're we're in a cocoon right now. We're socially distancing ourselves. We are we are stuck in in one place, if you will. And the thing with a, a cocoon is a lot of. Um, what the caterpillar calls the end of the world, you know, an expert or a master, they, they, they call it a butterfly and the butterfly is, is, a, is a powerful metaphor because just imagine this. Imagine a boy in the backyard and, they're, and the boy's playing and comes a, across a caterpillar. And goes to the mother saying, Can I keep this caterpillar? Can I please keep this caterpillar? And she says, Yes, as long as you take care of the caterpillar Hmm. and he and she gives him a, a big jar, like a mason jar, and he f- puts the caterpillar in there and feeds it leaves, and puts a nice branch in there for it to climb. And it just feeds him every day, and the caterpillar eats and eats and eats. That's what caterpillars love to do. Mm-hmm. But one day, the caterpillar climbs up the branch inside the jar and spins a cocoon around itself. And uh, and the boys wa- you know watches this for 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 days, and it, all it sees is the cocoon. Doesn't see what's going on inside the cocoon. Mm-hmm. And one day, though his patience pays off and the cocoon, a little part of it just opens up, just a small little opening in there. Mm -hmm. And you see the caterpillar trying to push its way out. And the boy is so excited to see this magnificent butterfly that, that the mother said would come out of the cocoon, but it's taking too long. And mm-hmm. it's like that you could tell this, the, the caterpillar is struggling and struggling and struggling. So the boy runs into the house, grabs scissors and comes back and starts clipping the hole to make it bigger. And as mm-hmm. it, as he clips it automatically, the, the hole opens and the caterpillar crawls out. and it doesn't look like a a full-fledged butterfly Mm. to the boy's surprise. In fact, the body is very swelled and the the wings are very shriveled. Mm. And the boy just watches and watches, waiting for the butterfly to take off, and it doesn't. And he goes to his mother and his mother said to him, when you cut the hole open, and you did the work for the butterfly, what happens is the butterfly needs to struggle mm-hmm. because when it's pushing itself through that little hole, it puts the, um, that swelling and those fluids from the body into the wings so the wings get strong mm-hmm. so the wings can fly. And that's, there's a lesson in there somewhere, meaning that you know while the beauty is in the butterfly, the growth happens in the cocoon. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now we are cocooning and it's up to us to decide when, you know, on the other side of this, at the other end of this, if we are going to, to fly and soar, or if we're going to use this time to just, you know, just binge watch, you mm-hmm. know, movies and television shows and eat junk food and sit on the couch, mm-hmm. uh, challenges could lead to change as struggles could lead to to strengths. Mm-hmm. And so... I opened the book with um, a quote from a French philosopher that says,
3: Life is the C between the B and the D. Mm. Life is the C
2: between the B and the D.
3: Mm.
2: And your listeners are probably thinking, you know, this guy's speaking in, in code and tongues. Mm. The B stands for birth.
3: Mm. So
2: what does the D stand for? So the D stands for, for death. Mm-hmm. And then the C, life, is choice. Mm. Life is a series of choices. Like where we are in our life right now is a sum total of all the decisions and choices we've made up to this point. And I feel like right now, you know, having this is a perfect time to to level up while we're at home. Meaning like I would suggest a number of things that will help with our focus, will help with our purpose, it'll help with our productivity. While we're at home with our families or alone. I'll give people a number of things, a number of Cs. I always alliterate everything because mm-hmm. it's um, easy to remember. The first, C, <laughs> the first C is is clarity. Mm-hmm. I mean, self reflection is 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 power. I mean, a lot of people are always trying to distract themselves when when things are going on in their in their life and there's threat outside. And I'm not saying ignore that threat, mm-hmm. but you know, some people they don't want to have that. That space of solitude, and I think it's that space of solitude that we find a lot of clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to um, you know these our, our self talk, we have about fifty to seventy thousand thoughts a day.
3: Mm-hmm. Can you
2: imagine fifty mm-hmm. to seventy thousand thoughts a day? But a lot of those thoughts are questions, and questions really determine what we focus on. And mm-hmm. even right now, it's like an algorithm in social media that's how our mind work our minds have an algorithm that if you are if somebody is indulging in all the media and all the fear and all the darkness i'm not saying don't be aware of what's going on mm-hmm. but if we're indulging in it like all mm-hmm. the time. We're always looking at it. It's kind of like on Instagram, if you just go look and if you like and comment on every cat video or share every cat video, <laughs> the algorithm is going to show you more cats. If you're right. like a dog video or dog post, it's going to show you a lot more dogs, right? That's and a your, great analogy. Your mm-hmm. brain is the same way. If you just focus on everything that, that's going on in the world that's fearful and threatening, you're just going to see more darkness mm-hmm. because at any given time, your brain can focus on a billion different stimuli. A billion different things. Primarily, your brain's trying to delete most of it out. Otherwise, you would go crazy. Talk about overload. What gets in are the things you are interested in, that you're setting the algorithm with every question that you ask. You start seeing that.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
2: the challenges you become very myopic if you're looking at everything you fear and all the darkness because then you miss the spotlight that you be shining on possibility, on opportunity, on what you could be grateful for, are all the blessings in your life? Because the human mind can only focus on so much at a time. And so you want to be able to control your questions. So the first C I would recommend with people at home is see clarity and ask yourself questions like, what's most important to me in my life right now at this stage of cycle? What is most important to me in my relationships. What's most important to me in my career? What's feeding my soul right now? Where I think a lot of people feel overload and overwhelmed because they feel like they're too busy and doing too much. I feel like that burnt out is not coming from doing too much. It's from doing too little of the things that really light you up and make you come alive. And so ask questions. You know, what makes you feel alive? How, you know, how do you want to be remembered? When, when people are, are giving your eulogy or they're writing your obituary, how do you want to be remembered to, to others? And that that's a great way of finding your values and making sure that your actions are aligned with your values. I always tell people for clarity, the most important thing is to keep the most important thing, the most important thing. So while we're cocooning here at home, the first C is, is get some clarity on, on yourself. It's a wonderful time to get space. The second C I would recommend is to be limitless wherever you are is, is care, right? We've all heard the phrase self-care is not selfish. And I'm not just talking about physical hygiene. Even right now, as we're recording this conversation, everyone knows about washing their hands and social distancing and what you did, what you could do to disinfect your, your home and your groceries. We understand the physical hygiene part. And you know if people listen to my podcast or Google Jim quick morning routine, you know, they know the 10 things I do to energize my physicality and my, my brain every single morning. But I'm talking about mental hygiene also, that it's not just the physical effects of a virus, you know, that becomes contagious. It is, it is the fear that becomes yeah. very contagious. Yeah. And that fear, anxiety and fear, chronic anxiety and stress shrinks your brain. Mm-hmm. Anxiety and fear chronically weakens the immune system. It decreases our ability to fight off illnesses and and uh, makes you more vulnerable to colds and flus and viruses. And this is an area of science called psycho um, psychoneuroimmunology. And so we want to get this straight because, you know, control your focus. And so part of what we're talking about self-care is not just uh, doing doing yoga and, and journaling and eating right, part of it is just, when you say yes to somebody or something, make sure you're not saying no to yourself and your own sanity. That part of self-care and self-love is setting boundaries and borders around your heart, around your emotions, around your mindset, around your, around your time. And so I think care is a very important now more than ever. Mm. I would, because we know that if you just focus on the negative, that a negative mind can never create a positive life. Mm. And how do you overcome it? You just put, you know, you have good thoughts, you work with good people, you do good work, and, just, and good things will happen. Uh, third C, I would say in this time where we're cocooning to really become limitless, even when we feel like we're, we're, we're in solitude, is to contribute. You know, I I believe the antidote to fear is service. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that the two of you live this, you know, as strongly as anybody else that I know, because you want to, Because the impact, it's not just about making a dollar, it's about making a difference. And it's impossible to feel fear and contribute at the same time, or feel gratitude. You can't have those 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 same emotions. And we know gratitude rewires your brain. I did a whole Thanksgiving episode on four ways to have instant appreciation because I believe what you appreciate appreciates. What True. you appreciate appreciates and gets and gets better. So, how do you contribute? Like right now, checking in with your neighbors, checking in with the elderly, um, you know, checking in and and making sure that the the caregivers are taken care of. If you're a caregiver listening to this right now. I do a lot of training on, on brain health and mental fitness at the Cleveland Clinic, the Center for Brain Health, uh, working with their doctors and patients, but also their caregivers because it's often the caregivers that that really need the support. Mm-hmm. And so thank you if you're listening and, and you're there taking care of others. I would remind you to, to that you can't give what you don't have is to take care of yourself so you can contribute to them. Um, you know, you can contribute by donating to, to wonderful causes. Like I, I know uh, that... You and Chris are also heavily involved in various uh, for-purpose nonprofits. You know, I've, I've seen you multiple times at Pencils of Promise, and we've raised, you know, and, and fund villages together. You know, do something, you know, powerful like that. In, in any way, it matters. You know, in, in serving people in need, like right now, people could could be teaching. They could be going online right now using free tools like YouTube and 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 Facebook and Instagram and sharing, you know, your your message. Because I believe that that our mess, my my mess was, you know, learning. Now I teach people how to learn. You know, the universe has a sense of humor. But I, my struggles became strengths. But I think everybody has a message, and you contribute uniquely there also as 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 well. Like we're doing Instagram lives. Uh, full out for, for students right now mm. for absolutely free because a lot of them are, are just they're being um, they're out of school yeah. um, and we're just doing free trainings online on how they could study better find your unique way to be able to to give. Um, another C outside of just more um, talking, about, you know, caring and, and clarity and contribution is to be creative. And you and I were talking about this before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Is that through through history, amazing inventions and ideas came out of these kind of uh, world, these kind of pandemics, like yeah. uh, Sir Isaac Newton. And when he was in his twenties, they had the Great Plague of, of of London, and he had to go, you know, be at home. And he was like socially distancing himself and being being at home, and so he was forced to return at home. And that's when he was at home that you heard the story when the apple hits his head, and he, mm-hmm. you know, he understood um, and came up with these theories about gravity and about motion. And he calls them the years the years of, of wonder. I mean, what? How can we use this time and when we're cocooning to be creative, to to create art, to be more? You know, these can be the most productive this could be the most productive next period of your of your life right now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like they don't, people don't know, but Shakespeare, same thing when the plague came, um, Shakespeare, ta- his talent really magnifies. That's when the, around the time he created King, King Lear, Macbeth, um, Anthony, and Cleopatra. So what can we create? What can we write? What videos can we put out in the world? Um, how can we fully express ourselves? And that's number four is create. And then finally, I would say, Number five, what we could do to regain our agency and our our, uh, our autonomy to be able to make sure when we come out of this that we're where we're stronger because of it or we're smarter because of it is um, capabilities. What a wonderful time when you're cocooning to to learn, to listen to podcasts, to to read books to level up your skills. I always say to people that they shouldn't be downgrading their goals and their their wildest dreams to fit this current situation or their current reality. Mm-hmm. They should be expanding their skills and their knowledge and their discipline to be able to meet you know their, their destiny. And now is an opportune time to read those books that have been sitting on your shelf that you haven't read yet. You know, the books that you go buy and they become shelf help, not self-help. <laughs> I think that buying books is a different skill set than... <laughs> actually, reading those books. Some people are so good at buying books, you know, yeah. on, on Amazon, and they're just experts at buying books, but they're not as as skilled as as reading the books. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think capabilities. This is a wonderful time to 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 learn, and mm-hmm. not only have a to do list, but also have a to learn list. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is be you know, because we have one life with this, you know. Yeah. Let, let's let's explore it and let's let's try new things you know i, I tell people to try things at least 3 times try it once just to get over the fear of it try it again it could be salsa bomb dancing it could be learning a language or whatever get try once to get over the fear we get try it twice to just you know get decent at it and try it a third time to see if you enjoy it or that you like it or not but um, sometimes as adults we we don't want to fail and you know we don't want to make mistakes and um, you know but children, dogs, none, they're not the same way like, like adults. They don't try something and then fail and never try it again.
0: So in regards to that, which I, I literally love all of those. And I have to tell you that it's exactly starting um, from the beginning of clarity. That's exactly what I did when I we had the realization, wow, we might be home for a while. And I just sat and was like, The mantra that popped in my head or the question that I started asking, and you said it starts with questions, and I had a question come immediately, and it was, what's the story I'm going to tell from this? And I just kept asking that question over and over and it's become my mantra for this. I say every morning, I'm like, what's the story you're going to tell Lori? Like, what's the story are you going to tell from this? And so it started with that question and became super powerful to me. And I noticed that I started lining up, like you had said, it's very easy to get back into our habits, right? Of me, I almost filled it with all of this, like these appointments that people were like, can you come contribute here and here and here and here and here? And while yes, that That sounds great, right? Because I actually know a lot of my friends and people listening have all been asked to be on different challenges or be on webinars. Sure. Like, while that's beautiful, this is the time to say, but what do I really want to be contributing and how can I best serve and what would feel really good to create? Because I think it's easy to jump back into habits of like, well, maybe I'll just, you know, organize my whole house for a month. And then you get done, you're like, I have a really organized house and it's back to normal in two weeks. So. Like, how do we specifically... Do you have anything around uh, that you use to get really focused on what our day-to-day could actually look like?
2: I, I do. I um, I know you have an advanced copy of the book, but one one of the uh, one of the endorsements in the book was from... Talk about your stories. And I love that question. Can I borrow that? that how many of, of you want to use that? What's the <laughs> story you're going to tell from this? Yeah. That That's such a... I literally got goosebumps. Mm. I, I call them truth bumps.
3: Yeah, I They're love too. that.
0: I
2: feel the same way about them. Um, This is from Natasha Bedingfield in the beginning of the book says, uh, Jim Quick has the ability to expand your mind and shine a light on your inner genius. Like my song Unwritten says, your life is your story. Limitless will help you write yours with new possibilities. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're, gonna, we're writing our story every single day and we're the authors of our own story. And if you were to future pace and look back and say, you know, what's the story that I'm going to tell? That, that's such a powerful question. Um, so I would say that questions are the answer. Mm-hmm. You have part of your brain called the reticular activating system. RAS for short, that really determines your focus. And so you're asking this question, like, how do people stay on track? How do they be productive? How do they not get in the same old routines in a new new world, right? And I would say, start with your question, because there are certain questions that we ask more than anything. In fact, thinking is this process of asking and answering questions. Some people could be thinking, is that true? Notice you had to ask a question to see if that's, you know, if that's real. And so to think about it. And so I I realized that we have certain dominant questions that we ask all the time. Like one of my friends, we went through this exercise and found out her dominant question that she asks so often every single day. There's probably one or two or three questions that we do a lot more than any other question is how do I get people to like me? Mm. And you don't know um, what she looks like, her ethnicity, how old she is, um, where she's from, her job, you don't know any of that, but you, know, you probably know a lot about her personality or in her life. If somebody if you just imagine a person who asks themselves all the time, "How do I get people to like me? How do I get more people to like me, How to get this person to like me?" What's her life? What's her life like? What's her personality, you think?
0: I would think she's a people pleaser and doesn't do a lot for herself.
2: Very, very much so. She's a she's an extreme people pleaser. She's a sycophant. She's always pumping other people up. Her personality changes depending on who she's spending time with. She martyrs herself, like you said, that she's not taking care of herself. because She's always trying to take care of everybody else. And so you know a lot about her. And you know one question she asks herself. And my question for everybody who's listening is, what do you think your dominant question is?
3: Well, that's good.
2: You know, like, what do you think the question that you ask yourself so often, like for you, you're learning this, this new question is like, you know, what's the story that I'm going to tell, you know, about this? And there are questions that lead to empowerment, because... I remember years ago, my sister, my younger sister, she uh, years and years ago, she would send me photos and postcards of a very specific kind of dog. It was a, a pug dog, you know, with those dogs with a very docile, they smushing faces. And mm-hmm. the question I was asking is, why she keeps sending me these photos of pug dogs? <laughs> and uh, and I realized she's a good marketer because her birthday was coming up, <laughs> and uh, she was planting seeds, right? Yeah. And um, and But a funny thing happened, Lori. I started seeing pug dogs everywhere. <laughs> I would go to the grocery store to check out and the, the woman in front of me would be holding a pug dog at the register. I'd be jogging in my neighborhood and I'd see somebody walking six pug dogs. And my question for everybody is, did the pug dogs just naturally appear? No. Of course, they were always there, but we never paid attention to them because as I mentioned, we can only pay attention to a finite amount of information. We delete the rest of it and so it was there but it wasn't important but once I started asking the question about pug dogs I started to see them everywhere and that's when I going back to fear if we just ask about you know everything that's going wrong we start seeing more of that and we don't see what goes right and all the possibilities and so for me my question growing up with the broken brain is how do I fix this how do I make things better and I am obsessed with that question. So everything with my, I want to be, I want to help people so much. And how do I make things better? That's my, that's my personal dominant question. There's no right or wrong question, but you know, you could ask yourself, you know, what am I grateful for right now? What if the only things you, you had in your life tomorrow were the things you express gratitude for today? Mm-hmm. Or, or here's a question for gratitude: If you want to feel truly wealthy make a list and ask yourself this question, you know, what are all the things I have in my life that money can't buy? Mm. You know, and so those questions make you appreciate the things that, that that you could appreciate. So those questions, somebody asking the question, like, how do I add value? How do I make this moment even more magical? We have all these questions and simple things is we could just put that on our phone and have an alarm go off, you know, a couple times a day. We could put it on our refrigerator right there on our desk. But they're like questions like, how, how do, what's the best use of this moment right now? You know, questions like, uh, Peter Thiel, the investor has a book called zero to one, and I'll recommend a couple of books because I, I think leaders are readers. Um, you know, and it's, it's a book on innovation and really leveling up that saying that there's a difference between going from two to three or three to four or four to five, that's incremental growth, but to go from zero to one, take something from nothing and make something brand new. That's so like right now, what if, you know, something gets derailed because of what's going on in the world and you ask yourself a new question, maybe you ask your question, like Peter Thiel has this question, how do I reach my 10 year goal in the next six months? And it forces you to come up with a brand new answer. You can't be stuck in that proverbial box anymore because you have to try something new that's going to get you a different result. And so I would say one of the best ways to focus in the morning and be clear on what on how to get things done is don't pick up your phone the first you know half an hour a day. Just kind of give it a rest. Don't, mm-hmm. you're, when you wake up, you're in this very relaxed state of awareness. You're very suggestible. But if you pick up your phone, you're, letting, you're reacting to things, right? Your, your mind gets very distracted and you don't want to train and rewire your brain for distraction because every like, share, comment, those cat video, dog videos will just distract you and trains that muscle. That always, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it gives you a dopamine flood and it just makes these things very addictive and, make, and you wonder why you can't focus at work or focusing on a podcast or in a conversation or something you just read because your brain was like hijacked with distraction. Mm -hmm. But number two, you don't touch your phone the first half an hour, hour of the day because it rewires your brain not only for distraction, it rewires it to be reactive. Mm -hmm. Meaning one message, a social media message, a voicemail, text message, email, it could put you in a bad mood for the rest of your day. And you're fighting fires and you're on the defense, right? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Brendan Burchard, has this quote that says your inbox is nothing but a convenient organizational system for other people's agenda for your life.
0: My it's God. like,
2: wow. And mm-hmm. so I would say to be able to win the day, you have to win that first hour. And that's why I talk about a lot about habits and creating new, very thoughtful routines to jumpstart your brain. But it's not just having a to-do list. It's also having a not to-do list. Mm-hmm. And the more you could say no... It it really serves you because a lot of people are mentally fatigued and distracted because they say yes way too much. As you were saying, it's just like going back in those old patterns. Is do do this summit and this challenge and do this. And if you say yes to everything, you're saying no to like yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: there's a great book that you know documents this called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Say no to good, so you can say yes. So you can say yes to great. And that changed
0: so- my life this year, like beyond anything I can tell you is um, you know, who, who, who do I have to be in order to reach X, whatever goal that is, what do my habits need to look like in order to be that person who could reach that? Mm -hmm. What type of space? Cause it it spurs questions. Just like you said, you start with one and then it's kind of like you fill in the gap of like going backwards or, you know, with whatever you need to figure out what those answers are. And I love that. Um, and saying no has been like, let me tell you how long it has taken me to actually see some huge fruit from it. It's been about a year of no. And even now, I'm like, I could say no even more. It's like, so to get space, I think a great thing right now with this time would be, it's a beautiful time to say, no, you can't see people so right. you see them in person. We all kind of have to be in this cocoon, like you were saying. So it is a great time to just say no to a lot of the online things as well, because people aren't waiting for you to say yes. Like we feel like they are, but they're probably not. So I want to know. Um, with here's what here's what I what motivates me. So that I would love for you to share, because I think it motivates majority of people who are listening. I would love to know what helps our brain feel energy, feel alert. How do we make willpower grow right now, especially at home? Like people are like hitting the wall at 2 PM and taking naps and they've never done that. And they're bored. And they're like, where's my willpower? I'm unfocused. What are some of the things that we can do to make ourselves just number one, feel better, less depressed, less anxious. Like what are some of those things at home?
2: Yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's jump into the, the limitless model. And this will be all about energy and managing your energy. So I want everybody who's listening to think about an area they feel held back. And again, it could be in a relationship, it could be in your personal health or wellness. It could be what you feel like you deserve in your career, your income, any area where you feel like you're not making progress. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to introduce you to three forces that keep you in that box. So you can think about it as a metaphorical cage, three D's, uh, three dimensions that hold you there. And you could draw this out if you're taking notes. And it's kind of like three circles that Venn diagram looks like Mickey Mouse, you know, two ears and a face yeah. that, that intersect. So the first circle that keeps you in that box is mindset. It's our mindset and our mindset are our assumptions and our attitudes, just about how things work, how the world works. What would fall underneath this and this will relate this to energy and productivity is what you feel like you're capable of, what you feel like is possible, what you feel you deserve. And that mindset is going to affect everything. So I could teach somebody a method on how to remember names, but if their mindset is, I'm not smart enough, Mm. then all behavior is belief-driven, right? If you think you can or think you can't either way, you're right. Henry Mm. Ford said that, but that's the power of a belief. So you have to get the mindset and and there's a process for actually unlimiting those negative thoughts. And the word I use, unlimiting, it's a word I coined about this, the process of removing limits in your life. Okay, unlimiting. So that's the first part is their mindset. The second M or the second circle is exactly what you're talking about motivation.
3: Mm-hmm. If
2: people make false starts or they procrastinate or they put things off, they can't get themselves to act and do something they know they should do. Everybody knows they should eat, you know, whole, you know, natural foods. Everyone knows they should move every single day and exercise. Everyone knows they should meditate. But if you're not doing those things, there's a reason why. Because we haven't cracked the code yet on human motivation, as important as it is. When I say motivation, most people words have meanings. They think about getting hyped up and excited for a few minutes, and then it just wears off. right? You go to an event, you get excited, and you have every intention to make a change the next morning. But why don't we? And so I wrote this book because this book primarily was a book um, on methods. It was how to learn languages, how to read three times faster, how to have instant focus and flow and how to, you know, how to change your, 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 your routine and, and have an incredible memory and all that. But I realized that if somebody just found the book, they would know what to do, but they still won't do it
3: mm-hmm. because
2: common sense is not common practice. Mm-hmm. That there's a lie that we tell ourselves that knowledge is power, mm-hmm. that just knowing something makes your life better. And we know that's not true, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't don't just need the information. We need the inspiration to do it and also implementation. So, mm-hmm. so here's the thing. Knowledge times action equals a whole lot of power. So why don't people act? There's a three-part formula for sustainable motivation. You know, when, when people think about Limitless, some people think about the movie with Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro. He takes a pill and all of a sudden he could write really well and have clarity and focus. And he has this incredible memory and learning languages. And the other thing, he has a surge of motivation. Right? He cleans his home, he has those he works out again, but then, when the pill wears off, he just goes back to to what he was and But I figured out there 's a formula for sustainable motivation, and it 's only three keys it 's p times e times s three Now this is a little bit of of, of math here: p times e times S3. And this answers your question about how do you get vitality and energy to follow through to things so you can reach your goals. The P in the formula stands for purpose. Mm -hmm. So motivation, some people feel like motivation is a lie because you get pumped up and excited, then it's gone. Sustainable motivation is more like drive. It's where you don't have to pump yourself up because you have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like I know... um, I was talking to uh, uh, Tom Bilyeu recently and he works out right at four o'clock, five o'clock every single morning, never misses a morning. And I was like, do you enjoy it? And he was like, no, I hate working out. It's the, the thing I hate the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, but you never miss a day. He was like, no. So you would say you're, you're motivated. Yes, most people would say he's motivated to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's a lie to think that we have to enjoy that activity because the evidence of we're motivated is that we do the thing, right? And so some people think they have to enjoy it but that's not true. If you have a big enough purpose or reason, then you're going to be motivated. Like for me, I take uh, cold showers every morning and I, I grew up in the Northeast. I hate the cold so much. I can't even tell you, but I do it because I have a clear reason because it lowers inflammation, helps reset my nervous system. I think it's important to do difficult things, to train myself, to be uncomfortable, all these reasons. So I'd never miss a day ever. I'll do these ice baths on Instagram and just like it's, it's freezing. I do it because I have a reason. Reasons reap results. Even remembering people's names—if you have enough reasons to remember them, because they could be good for your business, it's a show of respect. Um, maybe someone's attracted to them. Whatever. There's how that motivation comes the the result. And so I would say, start with why. Another great book, right? Start with your why because your success goes from your head to your heart to your hands. If you have a goal in your head but not acting with your hands, you're procrastinating. Check in with the second age, which is our heart. Get enough emotions and let you, yourself feel it—not just the good that will come from working out and living longer, but just even the pain of like who's counting on you to, to be at your best and and have vitality. You know your team. You know your 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 clients. Your your friends. Who's looking at to you as as a leader, as an example, right? So that that emotion is important. So that's the P is purpose. The E when we're talking about motivation stands for energy. So there are ten things in the book specifically to enhance your mental vitality, right? The best brain foods, how to optimize your sleep, how to lower stress because everything takes you know, energy or, or it helps create new energy. Um, even things like a positive peer group because you could be doing, you could not have, because my mind goes like this scientific method. If I wanted to create the ultimate motivated human being, if they just have purpose, are they always gonna be motivated? And I said, no, if they don't have energy, if somebody can be motivated to read a book a week, but if they ate a lot of processed food and they're in a, in a food coma, they're not going to read, right? If, if, if they're motivated to work out, they could they have reasons and purpose. But if they didn't sleep the night before, they might not work out. They're, they're, they need energy. And then my mind goes like this. Once you have a purpose and you have energy, do you always, are you always 100% motivated? Is there any case where you're not motivated? And I was like, yes, there is somebody can have a real purpose to to build a business or get in a great find their soulmate or 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 build a build a build a brand right or make a certain income they can have real reason they reasons they can have all the energy in the world they sleep really well they eat really well they exercise but if that third thing if they, if that thing is too big
3: mm-hmm. in their
2: mind if it's too intimidating if it's too confusing a confused mind doesn't do anything so s3 the final part of the formula is small simple step because what will keep you from doing, being motivated is building a business. That's a big, that's not a step, right? Yet finding your soulmate and being in a perfect relationship or having the perfect body, that's not a, a step or a task.
3: Nope. And most
2: people, they look at that so big, like it's a big monster. So that demotivates them, even if they have a reason and they have energy, the thing is too intimidating or it's confusing, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if it's too confusing, people, a confused mind doesn't do anything. So my question for small, simple step is this you know, as you're cocooning and as you're at home, you think about your goal and you ask yourself, what is the smallest thing I could do right now that's going to help me make progress? Mm. You know, what's a small task, a small step where I can't fail. Mm. And this really comes back to energy management motivation. You know, having clarity and a reason, a purpose gives you energy. You know, having vitality, mental vitality, eating the best foods and getting good night's sleep gives you energy. And a small, simple step requires very little energy. It requires very little effort. So the question is like, how can you make it so you can't fail? What's one little thing you could do? So an example would be not reading 45 minutes a day, read one sentence or just open up the book. Or we know uh, the example that Dr. B.J. Fogg, who runs Stanford University, this lab for behavioral uh, psychology says, you know flossing is good for your longevity. A lot of people don't floss. So don't think about it, just floss one tooth because nobody's Mm -hmm. gonna stop at like one tooth. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just putting on your gym shoes, right? Maybe it's just what's one thing that you could do to help you make progress. So that's motivation. And then finally, the third M are your methods, right? You have the mindset because you can have all the mindset in the world, everything is possible and you deserve it. You could have unlimited sustainable motivation, but if you're using poor methods, you know, marketing methods or sales methods or leadership methods or learning methods. A lot of us are using old learning methods. We are sub-vocalizing when we read, which is when I say sub-vocalize, it's saying the word inside inside your head that you hear that voice as you read. Hopefully yeah. it's your own voice. It's not like somebody else's voice. <laughs> the reason why it limits your reading speed is if you have to say the words, you can only read as fast as you could speak. That means your reading speed is limited to your talking speed and not your at your thinking speed. Mm -hmm. So we learned that early on. We learned rote repetition, that if you want to learn something, you have to repeat it a hundred times in our mind. Those are old methods of learning. So you have to update the methods. Now, here's the magic for everybody. As you look at this Venn diagram, where mindset crosses over with motivation, that part is inspiration. And we know, you know, people who speak on mindset or write books on, a great book is called Mindset. And their books on motivation and their books on inspiration, or speakers that inspire you, or social media posts that inspire you. But if you're missing the the method, you'll be inspired, but you don't know what to do, right? If you have the mindset and the method, where that crosses over is the second eye, which is ideation. You have the mindset; anything is possible. You believe in yourself, and you know what to do. You have the method, so you just it's an idea. It's an ide- ideation because you're lacking the motivation to do anything about it. And then finally, if you just have the motivation and you have the method, mm. you're motivated and you know what to do, that's implementation. That's your third eye. But you're still in that box because you're only going to be able to accomplish what you believe is possible. What's your mindset? What you believe you deserve, the relationship you deserve, or the body you deserve, or the income that you deserve. That will be the ceiling because all behavior is belief-driven. Where all mm. three of these M's come together is a fourth I. And that I is the integration. Integration is just who you are. That's the limitless state we're all looking for. When our mindset believes everything is possible and we are capable of it, where we have the sustainable motivation and drive that just won't yield. And we have upgraded methods to be able to advance our business, our brand, our brain, our bank account, whatever is most important to us.
0: Oh my God, I love all of this. And I want you to just, I'll I'll ask one uh, final question. We'll see if we can stop there. Um, (laughs) Like, we'll see if that's my final one. Um, So part of this, so Jim, you just, you literally just went through everything that we can do to kind of like really lean into the capacity of our, our brain. Like pretty much no matter who you are for the most part, You have way more capacity than you could ever possibly imagine to be able to focus, to memorize things, to, you know, like truly be, like your book says, limitless in more ways than we can even realize because of our brain's potential. But I really feel that there is a part, um, just because this was my personal experience, of where you have to trust that your brain will come up with your next path of purpose or that clarity or that vision. Because there are some people who don't, uh, there have been points in my life where I, um, you know, reached this point where, I didn't know what was next and I felt very lost. And I had to sit in the question, like the positive question for a very long time before I got an answer. So I had to trust that my brain would come up with it if I listened. So do you have a theory on, it's, this, is, this is probably more theory than science. Do you have a theory on do people, are we going to get our purpose and ideas if we really lean into all the things that you're saying?
2: So that is a wonderful question. When it comes, so much of, Success is this, is our ability to imagine what you want most, like see it, feel it, believe in it, and then work work daily for it. Mm-hmm. And there is a leap, even going back to the metaphor of a butterfly. You know, while the beauty is in the butterfly, the growth happens in the cocoon, and sometimes you have to fight through some really bad days to earn the best days of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's exciting because where there is nothing, there is the possibility of anything and and everything. Because just when the caterpillar thought that the world was over, it became that butterfly, and a big part of it is trusting yourself. You know, I have this um, thing with heights because I had you know, I had three bad falls growing up before the age of 12 and these traumatic brain injuries. So that's why people on Instagram always see me doing these zero G and these, you know, these, you know, skydiving things. I like to face those, those fears. And, you know, when this butterfly emerges out of the cocoon and you look at that butterfly, you know, way up in the tree, it seems calm and it seems very confident. And I, I noticed that if I use a mind experiment, I just pretend I'm that butterfly. If I was there, I wouldn't feel that calm and I wouldn't feel that confident. But I realized going through it in my head, the butterfly is calm and confident because not because it puts its trust in the tree branch, it's calm and it's confident because it puts its trust in its own wings. Mm you know, its own ability to, to its own strength, its own ability to fly. And I do believe that we all have this underutilized capability and strength, that we are far smarter and far stronger than anything that we could ever face. Mm -hmm. That again, difficult times they could, they could diminish us or difficult times can, uh, they could define us or difficult times can develop us ultimately we we decide and it comes back to that c between the b and the d which is which is choice so mm-hmm. i feel like trust just like trusting another human being is a choice you know trusting in ourselves and also doing the work mm-hmm. right when you lean into something and you find your your passion and i don't think we're limited to one one passion you know i feel like it's almost like um you know we go out there and and we try a lot of things so just like your body responds to novelty you, so does your mind and you give it enough novelty to see what you feel called to and then when you feel called to it you need to develop it and build passion and be, you know and out of that i think passion is something that lights you up like for me, I worked really hard on learning because that was what I was messy at and what I felt like I wasn't good at. But now it's my passion. I love learning. Every single day, I love learning. and But my purpose, while the passion is what lights you up, purpose is what lights other people up. So my passion is learning. My purpose is teaching other people how to learn Mm. And I don't feel like that it's predestined. I I don't feel like it's necessarily fated. I feel like we have a lot of free will um, that we could take something and feel like how we could add value, unique value to the world and ask ourselves, how can I, how can I add value, fully express myself and add value to the world that, you know, in a unique way, because ultimately our superpower really is our, our, our story you know, as we started this conversation, it's our Mm -hmm. uniqueness. And in the end, somebody could say something similar to what you're saying, but because it's coming from you, it it has more weight to it, right? Mm -hmm. Because everybody resonates with with, with other people. And so I believe that it's absolutely possible if you give yourself enough permission and enough novelty to see what you wear, what lights you up. um, And also you explore those things and have the courage. I think it comes down to two things. Having the curiosity to know yourself. That's why we go, you have talk, talk therapy, or you have a coach, um, you meditate, you journal, because you need to know yourself, the curiosity to know yourself. And the second part of success is once you have the curiosity to know yourself, have the courage to be yourself, You know, because that's a different set. You know, so many people, we we mitigate our lives. I spent a lot of time working with the elderly and just going to nursing homes, senior centers, because maybe of my early loss with my grandmother, helping them to polish off their memories. And and there's so much wisdom there from generations. If we feel like we have it tough, it gives you a lot of perspective. And, um, but one of the things you hear also is a lot of regret. You know, when people are at the end of their lives, I mean, just think about it. I mean, the regret you hear all the time is somehow they shrunk their lives to fit into a box made up of other people's expectations or opinions. And when we're taking... It's not a fun conversation anytime, but when we're taking our final breaths and you know, at that moment, none of others' opinions, expectations, none of that's going to matter. What's going to matter is how we lived, how we loved, how we laughed. How we learned, you know. So, so we want to come from that place because when we're in that that coffin, there's not a lot of room for possessions, and we can have the the toys and then and all that awesome stuff. But there's not a lot of room, certainly, for regret. And mm-hmm. and I feel like that um, one of the most important things we could do for ourselves and the people around us is is free ourselves from the concern of other people. Mm-hmm. You know that most people aren't really paying as much attention to us as we think you know, because they're, they're so wrapped up in, in their own. And, you know, but so many people are not living their truth. You know, they're setting goals because that's what their parents expected of them or what the neighbors or people on Instagram or the, the FOMO and we this comparison culture where it's stealing our joy. And remember everything on Instagram, besides the fact that we know it's a highlight trailer of everyone else's lives that, they're, that we put out there, you know, it's also, it's not greener, you know, it's greener where you water it, and also there's a lot of artificial turf out there. <laughs> and there's, a lot of, there's a lot of filters that make yeah. things look greener than they really are. So it, those are the things that really make us, you know, social media depressed because we're in this comparison. And I'm just saying my message to be limitless. What limits us is the expectations of other people. And I'm not saying it's not real. And it's I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's worth it. Nothing I'm saying is is easy. I'm just saying it, it's simple. And, but it takes courage. And sometimes it takes life conditions, like what's going on in the world right now to shake things up and really disrupt us, to force us to go deep inside in a place that maybe we haven't visited for a while, you know, in terms of what's our true nature, because we can only be happiest when we're kind of living our, our true nature.
3: Mm, I
0: couldn't think of a better way to and that, and I just, everything that you just said is just a reminder and a, a bit of a motivation to make us want to, you know, really look and get clear and ask those questions. Um, this was like, I could go on for hours, but I think you just gave like such a wealth of knowledge that people can go and apply. I'm so incredibly grateful. Um, you have this freaking awesome book. You guys, if you, if you want to use this time specifically, um, to better yourself, ask better questions, learn how to start learning, learn how to start thinking, because that's one, that was one of the biggest changes for me ever was to start asking better questions and really learn how to get focused. Cause I didn't, you know, I was homeschooled through high school. I didn't know how to learn. So this is so incredibly powerful. Um, You guys, I want to... uh, If you share this podcast, which I'm going to chat with Jim again in just one second. But if you guys share this podcast on stories, tag Jim Quick. You're at Jim Quick, right? Mm K-W-I-K? Okay. Tag at Jim Quick. Tag me. And then write your biggest takeaway. What impacted you the most from this podcast? And it's always a a gift for our listener who you got so much value from to be able to see that. It's like so beautiful to see the impact. But I'm going to do five copies right away on the first day that this uh, releases, that the podcast releases. So make sure that you tag Jim, tag me, do your biggest takeaway and I will send the first five people with those stories one of his books. So it's always so much fun to see what, what they what what impacted them
2: the
0: most conversation.
2: I'll I'll repost some of my favorites also. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. I also think when they put their aha's on there that if you want to learn better, you you learn to teach. And so when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. So by putting it out in the world, it ingrains it a little bit more, more in you. But that, that's, that's very generous. Oh,
0: that is, that is so true. Like that was my, that was also my path. Like I didn't realize that's how I was learning, but that's how I started to understand to learn is I would share what I quickly learned. Right. And, and I was like, oh, now it's, now it's there because you're embodying it, which is so beautiful. So thank you so much, Jim. Where can we find you, follow you, yeah. all of the things?
2: Yeah, they're really simple. Um, the book is at limitlessbook.com, and we have some amazing thank you gifts for pre ordering the book, which comes out this month. We have two bonus chapters that we will uh, gift you one on how to raise limitless kids, mm-hmm. you know, children, and also applying limitless, the whole model, torture your team. And so those are two brand new digital bonus mm-hmm. chapters. We're also going to do uh, a 10 day instant access to a quick start program where for 10 days straight, as soon as you pre-order the book, you're going to get one day trainings for a week and a half on how to dissolve limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. how to harness this power of motivation, which includes my daily rituals and what I do for mental energy and overcoming procrastination. And probably most importantly, we do a day on speed reading and a day on memory. So I want this book to be the most finished book of Mm. 2020, meaning it might not be the most bought book because that's a different skill base, but I want this to be the most read book. And so in order to help you to do that, I'm going to give you the 10-day program. So when the book arrives you're going to have these amazing superpowers to be able to finish it. And then we're also doing a book club for everybody as soon as the book releases. The book is broken down into four sections and we are going to do a book club a week for four straight weeks to make sure you read the sections and you apply it. And I'm going to give you my memory tricks during the book club to ingrain this information so that you know it forever. So it's limitlessbook.com for all the details. Um, Podcast, if you search my name on any of your podcast apps, uh, we have a 15-minute podcast episode on how to remember names and how to give speeches without notes and how to learn languages and how to hack your habits. And then finally, social media. Um, you know, I, I love connecting with people and hearing your joy stories. And I, I really, Lori, you're, you're such an inspiration for me. And so I want to thank you for the honor of just being on this show and 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 just being in your circle. You had you touched so many lives. When we're talking about butterflies there were the butterfly has an effect, butterfly effect, When a butterfly flaps her wings. It creates tsunamis of change, you know, around the world, you know, and you do that Mm -hmm. with, with your amazing brand, your platform, all your ventures, because I think the world needs more of that now, more, more than ever. It needs positivity. It needs tangible ideas. It needs inspiration. It needs kindness, you know, and kindness is free. We should be sprinkling that stuff everywhere because we never know where that ripple effect stops. Mm -hmm. And, um, So thank you. And I just feel so blissed out right now. I I appreciate you.
0: (laughs) Well, that was the one thing that I wanted was for you to enjoy this um, podcast. So that is absolutely amazing because I know that you know I am so grateful that I have this podcast for moments like this. Um, And you guys, if you loved this podcast as much as I did, if you got as much value out of this podcast as much as I did, please right now go and text this to a friend. Or go upload those stories so you can get the book. But for real, your friend is probably waiting for a little bit of motivation, whether it's your mom, your sister, whoever it is, just text it right now. It's the best way to pay it forward in your life. So you guys, until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdatecom slash Lori.
1: use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course in business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.